Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Adequest, your cybersecurity and compliance partner. My name is Mark Schreiner, and today I'm going to be talking with Paul Johnson, who's also with Adequest. And uh, we're going to be talking about Paul's experience uh, recently taking the CISSP and passing the exam. So, first off, Paul, congratulations on passing the exam. Thank you, Mark. Um, like to before we dig into the the whys and the what's about the exam, could you just give us a little bit of background about you know your work uh, and what you do for Adequest? Well, background is quite a bit of time in computers. I was at HP a little over twenty years. Did everything from Unix system administration through uh, localization, process automation, project mm-hmm. management. Uh, then I worked at Microsoft for a while as a localization engineer, and then later at Adequest as a localization engineer to try and keep myself employed. <laughs> and the, the truth is that the localization industry doesn't want to pay very much for localization engineers anymore, so I'm changing careers. <laughs> okay, so that's interesting. So you are a, I wouldn't even say mid-career, I would say kind of tail-end career, uh, but making a change. You've always been in IT, um, and you've worked with, as you said, with HP and Microsoft. Um, and even on the in the localization space, you were more on the uh, localization engineering and, and um, IT side of things. Um, and you've decided that you know you want to make a, a kind of a career directional change. Um, why security? And in fact, maybe back up. I mean, is that is that what your focus is now? Um, is it security? But I think you're also doing some compliance work, right? Yeah, security and compliance. Um, it's partially guided by the direction Adequest is going. Okay. I like the people at Adequest. They're good people to work with. Mm-hmm. And they have good contacts at Microsoft for security and compliance and really good connections. And I think it's a growth industry, given as many breaches and security exploits right. as you hear about all the time. I don't think it's going to slow down any time in the next 10 years. I, in fact, I've done some, uh, I read a report recently that said one of the fastest growing sectors in IT, which of course IT is a growth industry overall, is um, in addition to AI uh, in big data is uh, security, or right, cybersecurity. So it looks like you're in a good space. Yeah, I, I heard one podcast, or not a podcast, it was a, a panel discussion of a bunch mm-hmm. of security experts. They were referencing a, a Gartner study, and they were predicting by 2019 there would be a million unfilled, unfilled security jobs in the U.S. Wow, by, by what year? 2019. That's, that's not that far away. That's a year from now. That's yeah. a year and a half. That's Well, that's a year from now. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> great for, for people in our position, right? Yeah, um, but not so good for the whole industry because that means there's going to be a lot of need for security information and engineering and not enough people to do it. Right. So was that, um, you know, in addition to your desire to make a career I wouldn't say complete change, but a, a directional change, I guess. Um, was that the reason that you decided to go for the CISSP? 
a part of it was dictated again by a group at Adequest, mm -hmm. and he did a bunch of research into different security certifications and and selected the CISSP as probably one of the most useful and indicative uh, skill level. What other what other certifications or exams or credentials did you look at? I didn't do the looking. Okay, so this was uh, yeah. from the, the leadership decided yeah, the that leadership CISSP decided. was the most relevant or the most yeah. appropriate for what we were trying to there achieve. There are several other standards organizations that put forth their own security certifications. And for different areas, I think the feelings are mixed about which one's the best. But okay. CISSP is one of the best. Awesome. So um, how long did you study for the exam? Well, we as a group, we actually started studying probably six or eight months ago. Okay. And then we would meet every week and go through practice exams just to get a baseline of how everybody was doing. We'd try to do practice exams and then answer the questions as a group. And we discovered that even as a group, we were only getting about 70%. Okay. <laughs> and we needed 80% to pass. Mm -hmm. So you did, did you also do a fair amount of studying on your own then? Yeah, quite a bit. Okay. Especially towards the end. I think the main, the main thing that the group did was give us a baseline for an overview of all the material that we had to cover mm -hmm. because it's such a vast amount of material. Um, I think you mentioned that there are eight different domains covered yeah. in the exam. Um, can you, are you allowed to say? Oh, yeah. I, 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 sh I should back up and tell everybody who's listening that um, the exam provider uh, is, they're kind of strict in terms of the type of uh, information that you can share. I think you have to sign an NDA and you have to um, be careful about what kind of details that you, you provide others about the exam. And so we can't really dig too much into the particulars just because we want to honor the, um, the agreements that we've signed. Uh, but in terms of the, the eight, eight domains, what, what were they? Uh, they are... It's actually changing in April, on April 15th, but it only changes slightly. The domains currently are security and risk management, asset security, security engineering, communications and network security, identity and access management, security assessment and testing, security operations, and then software development security. Okay, so a re a kind of a broad spectrum there. Were any of those more or less interesting or more or less difficult for you? I think some of them were new for me. Okay. Like uh, security and risk management. I hadn't ever done anything with risk management before. Now that sounds more like a, a policy level yeah. versus te technical. Is that It's policy level and then deciding processes for dealing with risk and how to quantify it mm -hmm. in a way that makes it actionable for businesses. Okay. And then asset security is similar. Right, right. How do you track um, secure? Yeah. How do you track the security level of assets and what levels are they secure in? Mm -hmm. Okay. And were out of those eight domains, were any of them um, what you would consider to be technical? Quite, yeah. The communications and network security was extremely technical down to the bit level in some cases. Okay, so talking about how information travels over networks, different network layers, things yeah. like that. Okay, interesting. All right, so um, 
what advice again honoring the NDAs that you've signed and you know we can't we can't give too much information about the exam itself but for pe- for others out there that um, are aspiring to become CS- CISSP certified um, what advice would you give them for the exam find yourself a good training supplier that okay. you trust and go through all the material that they give you mm-hmm. <laughs> find out where you're weak Okay. Because nobody can know all of this material in extreme depth. It's okay. just too much material. There were probably four or five areas that I was really strong in and several that I had to do a lot of study in. Okay, and I'm assuming that you have to achieve a, a minimum percentage in all levels in order to pass the overall exam, right? I'm sure yeah. that's all public information as well. Yeah, there's a lot of information about the details around what you have to do to pass and even the new testing format, it's on their website. It's isc2, isc2.org is their website. And if you go to certification, CISSP and CISSP-CAT, mm-hmm. that has a fact on there with all sorts of details about the exam, how the exam is administered, mm-hmm. and details around how they actually calculate when you pass and when you fail. Okay, interesting. Um, so now that you've passed, what's next? I mean, how long does it take before... First off, how, how long does it take before you find out whether you pass or not? Um, well, immediately after oh, okay. the test was over, oh, that's, they that's, said walk out to the, the desk and get your results. That's, that's really nice. I, <laughs> I hate these exams where, you know, you've studied for months and then you sit down and, and, and take the exam for two two or three hours or however long it is, and then you have to wait another month to find out the results. Yeah, and in this case, they just handed me a folded sheet of paper and said, uh, here you go. Wow, <laughs> that's great. I'm looking at it right here. This is pretty cool. It's got your picture on it and everything. Um, so what's next in terms of when do you get your actual, do you get a, a card or a, well, a certificate? You, have, or? you actually have legal rights to use their logo, like on my LinkedIn site or okay. business card or something. But only after... I finish the process, and finishing the process entails um, turning in information and getting endorsements for five years of full-time work in at least two of the eight areas. Okay, great. So there's, in, in addition to passing the exam, there is some actual um, work, work requirements or professional experience yeah. requirements, right? You can get an associate, become an associate status mm-hmm. with CISSP with basically no work experience, but then it takes three to five years to get certified. Fully. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, so then you get your, your, your card, um, your certificate, uh, you do that. Uh, do you have an idea how long that's gonna take you to get through all that, that process? I just have to gather the information together and submit it. It's, <laughs> if I wasn't busy, right. it would take me a day or two. Fortunately, fortunately, we we are keeping you busy around here, aren't we? we yeah, I think all of us are running at about 110% right now. It's busy enough that it might take me another week or two to gather the information together. Okay. Well, um, and then is there, are, are there ongoing uh, continuing education requirements to maintain that credential? There are, and they're listed on their website. It's like so many hours per year mm-hmm. of continuing education credits. Okay. And is there an annual uh, dues that you have to pay? Yeah, there's annual fees. What would you, off the top of your head, do you roughly know? No, I'm not I, sure. I don't remember. Yeah. 
Okay, well, it sounds overall that, you know, I mean, you, you, you put in a fair amount of time studying. Um, you, you studied uh, on your own. You studied with a group. Um, and then you went in there and you took it. And then you've got to compile some other experience. But overall, uh, it sounds like a very positive experience. Yeah, I think the most valuable studying that I did was toward the end when I basically just took practice exams mm-hmm. and tracked which areas I was weak in. And whenever I found something I was weak in, I studied it in depth and then kept taking practice exams until like right before I took the test. And were these practice exams supplied by the the, uh, the testing organization? Or no, did you go they were supplied a... by the training organization that we bought our material from. Okay, great. Um, you know, a lot of times... So I've, I've taken tests before. Um, uh, as I should back up. I, I've taken industry, you know, credentials or qualification types of exams before. Uh, in a former life, I was a financial advisor, so I, I took the Series 7, uh, Series 63, uh, the state insurance exam. Um, and the funny thing about those exams is, at that time anyway, a big chunk of the content really wasn't relevant to what anybody was doing on their day-to-day job. It sounds like, though, for me, the, the, the type of information that you were studying for the CISSP, that it probably will help you in terms of giving you some uh, additional uh, foundation or depth of knowledge in certain areas that would help you in your day-to-day job. Is that, is that how you yeah, feel? Yeah, I or? think a lot of it is foundational. Mm-hmm. Some of it is outdated okay. because it's historical, mm-hmm. like when they were talking about different Encryption uh, methods and okay. algorithms that the Romans used, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's I, probably, yeah, that's probably not going to come up. But not I guess come up a lot. But it probably, I guess, is there to to help you understand the evolution of, yeah, of technology. Where things came from and how they got to where they are now. Yeah. And just understanding how all the pieces are glued together gives mm-hmm. you a better overall feel for the whole direction that the industry is going. Excellent, excellent. Uh, so what's what's next for you? I mean, you, um, you've you got the CISSP now. Uh, any other credentials, certifications that you want to pursue? I'm working on probably more specific Microsoft certified professional credentials that deal more with nitty-gritty implementation, like Azure Identity Management and implementing Azure domains and tenants. Okay, and those are those things that hopefully you can apply to um, to some of our clients or the or yeah um, challenges that some of our clients are facing. It's good. Okay, well, hey, uh, again, c- huge congratulations. Uh, any other thoughts or comments you'd like to share with uh, with us? Overall, it was a very positive experience, mm-hmm. and I I think it was well worthwhile being exposed to all the material because there's a lot of it that I would have never studied on my own. Mm-hmm, right. So it kind of forced you to get yeah, in there. and forced you to get a really broad knowledge base mm-hmm. for the whole security area. Okay. Well, excellent. Hey, well, hey, Paul, I appreciate you uh, sharing your experience and I, and I really appreciate the work. I mean, because, you know, everybody in that study group is working a full-time job and has life outside of AdaQuest and was working really hard um, at the same time to prepare for this exam. Huge commitment of time and energy. Um, So congratulations on that. And uh, again, thanks for sharing with us and and joining us. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Secure Talk. Secure Talk, again, is brought to you by AdaQuest, your cybersecurity and compliance partner. Take care, everybody. Bye. 
Hello, welcome to Secure Talk, your trusted source of information on the latest threats, trends, tools, and technology related to cybersecurity and compliance. Join our hosts as they discuss a wide range of topics and speak with leading cybersecurity, technology, and compliance experts. Now is the time for Secure Talk.